Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good evening, everyone. This is Wednesday, May 15, 2019, and welcome to episode number 669 of the Mothership broadcast of the WCWS radio network right here at TalkShoe.com. This is the one and the only WCWS revolution. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you as we just have to talk about our favorite subjects of all time, uh, being professional wrestling. First off, we will start things off as always with our wrestling news and views or assignment, which will be brought <coughs> excuse me, which will be brought to us by our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team King Ice, represented here tonight by the Iceman JD Parody Geralmo. JD's a 2015 and 17 WWS Hall of Famer, as well as of course part of the team that brings you WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here on talkshoe.com. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the human suplex machine, John Gross, has not yet arrived here in the studio. Hopefully, we'll be here from him soon. In the meantime, here, folks, I'll be taking care of your wrestling history and birthdays here for today. <clears throat> Before we get to the uh, to, to the uh, um, to the uh, the meat of the action here, as we always say here each and every night, we get to, the, to tonight's festivities. Let's go ahead and welcome JDN. I want you to be a 100% prime choice explosive and. Um, <clears throat> Guaranteed fresh dynamic. <laughs> Why is it new? Episode 669 of Rebel. Good to be here. Sorry about that. No problem. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, our live video comes to us from, of course, one of our veteran groups in the WWS stable groups on Facebook, WCWS Fan Empire. If you care to join us for our live video feed here tonight from the Fan Empire, Please feel free to join us there at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCWS appreciation. 
And if you care to join us through TalkShoe.com, the phone number, as always, is 1-605-562-0444. Call ID 138055-POUND to match the six numbers. And press that one if we want to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here this evening, which will include, in addition to our news and views of history and birthdays, we will, of course, give our thoughts and opinions as to what happened last night on, of course, SmackDown Live here, heading in towards Money in the Bank this Sunday. Uh, will we will we hear, of course, more what we heard what we heard last night about Raw for SmackDown? Well, we can't wait to listen, and we'll let you know here in just a few moments. In the meantime, here, folks, let's go ahead and get you to the rest of the news and views here. Some of the big-time wrestling news scoops. Of course, the biggest one of the day, of course, will be told here momentarily as we get to our news and views segment. And here to bring it to us from King Ice is the Iceman, of course, himself, J.D. Jared D. Duolamo. J.D., uh, go ahead. Let's see what's going on here in the wrestling news scene tonight. All right. Just a second here. We're doing this. Okay. First off on NXT tonight, however, these are the matches you could have seen. Keith Lee taking on Cesar Bonani, B-O-N-O-N-I, however, Cesar, C-E-Z, with like a zebra, or also in this case, however, zero, as in nothing. Kushida, meanwhile, returned Howard taking on Kona Reeves. Vanessa Bourne took on Jesse. And the Viking Raiders took on the Street Profits, however, mind you, however. Meanwhile, the big story of the day, however, has been exciting, to say the least. Ollie Wrestling has posted a new video from Chris Jericho in which he congratulates AEW on their new TV deal with Warner Media, which will air this fall. However, Jericho made sure to take credit for the company's success. He said the following, Congratulations to All Elite Wrestling, however, for the signing a television deal with TNT, Time Warner. That's huge, but keep this in mind. While Kenny Omega and Cody and all the other stock officers swarm around Tony Khan and all the executives, all the Warner executives up front in New York City, I'm here at the dungeon in Tampa train for double or nothing. I don't have to put a t- time to put on a suit and tie, Kenny, and go act like a hotshot with a bunch of TV executives. All I have time is to continue to train so I can beat your ass at double or nothing and get that thank you on behalf of AEW for getting that contract in the first place. Don't forget, when Chris Jericho signed with AEW, TNT signed with, uh, however, believe it or not, AEW. You're welcome. Later this year, however, we're introducing some real superheroes for a new live franchise. All Elite Wrestling hashtag AEW, a brand new league with a new style and a new generation of talent. Big names like I am at I'm Jericho will headline in M E-M-E-R-G, emergent group of entertainers such as at Cody Rhodes, at Kenny Omega Man X, and at Nick Jackson YB, hashtag Warner Media Upfront, hashtag EEW. However, Christopher Daniels also confirmed the deal today on the TV deal on Twitter on said the following World changed. TNT drama at TNT drama. We're back in the wrestling business. And here's the clip from Jericho they said earlier today. Congratulations to All Elite Wrestling for signing a television deal with TNT. Time Warner. That's huge. Keep this in mind. Well, Kenny Omega and Cody and all the other suck-ups are swarming around Tony Khan and all the executives, all the Warner executives at the upfronts in New York City. I'm here in the dungeon in Tampa training for double or nothing. I don't have time to put on a suit and tie, Kenny. You go act like a hotshot with a bunch of uh, TV executives. I have time to do new training so I can beat your ass at double or nothing 
and get that thank you on behalf of All Elite Wrestling for getting that contract in the first place. Don't forget, when Chris Jericho signed with AEW, TNT signed with AEW. Welcome. So there you go. Ooh. Apparently, however, Jericho has quite a bit to say. Meanwhile, in an interview with Variety, following the announcement, Cody, however, Rhodes said that AEW's goal is not to compete with WWE or worry about what WWE is doing, as they need to focus on themselves. Here are the highlights. On not competing with WWE directly, competition raises everybody's game. It'll raise the wrestler's game, the creative people's game, everybody. Everybody feels a sense of urgency when someone is competing with them. Competitive means being profitable. It doesn't mean we have have this to beat the WWE. Our job is not to worry about what WWE is doing, not their TV clearances, not who's in the main event, nothing. With a growing company, there are a lot of growing pains. It's a mix of creative and athletics and a lot of different things. Our focus has to be us, period. On analytics and AEW, however, mind you, however, one thing we really strongly want to present is wins and losses mattering again in pro wrestling, however. That takes more than the W and L column. We're talking about percentage of times. Someone loses to this particular maneuver. Percentages against somebody of this height, a whole by the numbers approach that really intrigues me. It's not a cornerstone of AEW necessarily, but it is a great peripheral element we're working on, and that's going to be exclusive to us. Meanwhile, on AEW as an alternative, the term people are using as alternative. For many years throughout my youth and plenty of other fans use, pro wrestling has been essentially just one company, and that's not really the case. I want to be the sports-centric alternative in the pro wrestling world, and I think we're on the good path to get there, said Cody. Meanwhile, in sports news, however, mind you, the Toronto Raptors and the Milwaukee Bucks are playing game one of the Eastern Final, and the Raptors are up at the half, 59-51. In hockey, however, San Jose is trying to get back in to taking a 2-1 lead in St. Louis tonight, however, and they are currently up midway through the second, 3-2. Last night, of course, the Boston Bruins took a 3-0 lead on the Carolina Hurricanes and could sweep out the Hurricanes tomorrow night, maybe, at PNC Arena in Raleigh, however, and punch their ticket to the Stanley Cup Final. They have won, of course, a very tight game there, 2-1. Meanwhile, coming up, uh, let's see here, tomorrow, let's take a look here quick, however, we can tell you that tomorrow night, how ever. Game two of the Western Conference Final take place between Golden State and Portland. Last night, of course, it was a big night on the court, however, as the Warriors dominated the Portland Trailblazers 116-94. Once again, it was the Steph Curry show, however, scoring a game-high 36 points in 35 minutes of action, with Clay Thompson chipping in with 26 in 37 minutes of action. On the whole in the night, however, Golden State shot an amazing 52% from three-point land, while Portland shot only a mediocre 25%. Can the Trailblazers blaze their way back into tying up the series? We'll find out tomorrow night at the Oracle Center in Oakland, California, beginning at 9 p.m. Thank you very much, Sir J.D. Of course, J.D., along with King NWO, Jawar T. Smith is King Ice, your 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team to bring you all the news that's fit to print here in the WWS Radio Network. And, of course, if the news doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. And, of course, in GTS's case, super glue and duct tape, you cannot beat that old-fashioned combination. Ladies and gentlemen, I will go and let you know that now coming in on the line here at two, the first 2016 Hall of Famer, and also, of course, another part of the Raw Radio broadcast team in the Monday afternoon right here on TalkShoe.com, the human surplus machine, John Gross, has arrived. However, he has gone ahead and tonight <clears throat> uh, given control of the history and birthdays here to me so that way he can go ahead and get his thoughts and opinions up about our next big topic of, of, of 
topic of discussion, which will be obviously, of course, last night's SmackDown Live. So he is going on in and taking care of that. So I'll be bringing you the history and birthdays here for today, May the 15th. <clears throat> 27 years ago today, which would put it at, let me see, 1992. Yes. Triple uh, A. I'm not say, say what it means, but of course, in, in Spanish, it means assistance, consulting, and administration is born. Under the guidance of former CMLL booker Antonio Pena and a hungry roster made up of mostly former CMLL talent, specifically their younger roster members, AAA quickly overtook CMLL as a top company in Mexico. In fact, a rapid rise in popularity in combination with the devaluing of the Mexican peso directly led to another Lucha Libre organization, the Universal Wrestling Association, shutting down. The golden years of AAA came early in its existence. Highlighted by, the, highlighted by the first Triple Mania in April of 1993. It still holds the attendance record for any wrestling show in Mexico and also the co-promoted When Worlds Collide when they did that with WCW in 1994. Soon after When Worlds Collide, problems began to play AAA. Just three months after the show, Art Barr, one of the top company's top heels, sadly was found dead at, in his home. Eddie Guerrero and Madonna's boyfriend, who's also known as Luis Piccoli, left for the United States. Stars such as El Hijo de Santo, Perezza Guerrera, and Blue Panther soon followed. Luchadores, Ray Mysterio Jr., who went to Guerrero, La Parca, and Psychosis, left for WCW and Conan's own indie promotion, Promo Azteca. Antonio Pena ran the promotion until his fatal heart attack in 2006. Sister Maricela and in-laws Joaquin and Dorian Roldan handled operations following his passing. Expected to collapse following Antonio's death, Joaquin oversaw AAA's reemergence, especially with an expansion into the United States via Lucha Underground. By Sadly, way, real Joaquin. Quick also, real quick, by the way, folks, tonight, 9 o'clock right now on Viceland, and I am taping it, I will watch it. The season finale of Dark Side of the Ring is taking place. Lalani Kai, Wendy Richter talk about the fabulous moolahs we've talked about before. And they're already talking about doing a second season. And among some of the people they are discussing, they could be bringing back maybe this fall, if they bring it back, include the life and times of Adrian Adonis, the murder of Dino Bravo, Mike Awesome, and possibly maybe, maybe I've heard some other big names as well. Okay, thank you there, J.D., <clears throat> of course, uh, um, let's see, uh, Joaquin sadly died in April 2017. This before his passing, Dorian took over the day-to-day -day operations of AAA. AAA's debut show eliminating from an auditorio Benito Juarez in Veracruz, Mexico, aired just two do two days later on Gala Vision. That's why I pronounce it. Here are the matches that took place, of course, I think on the inaugural AAA show writers. Dr. Maldad and Mr. Maldad defeated quarterback and Super Bowl. Yes, they were the, those were their names. I'm not kidding. Uh, just Justice Cerrito, Mascarita Sagrada, and, and Octagon Cito defeated El Spectrito, Jerito Estrada, and Picudito. Picudito, there you go, that's the best way I can pronounce it. Los Destructores, Rocco Valiente, Tony Arce. RC and Volcano defeated El Colorado, El Giro, and Winners. Preza Guerrera, Ice Killer, and La Parca 
defeated Angel Azteca, Justice Sierra, and Octagon, and El Fatisma, Mascara Sagrada, and Paraguayo defeated Los Hermanos Diamita, who was Cien Caras, Masica Año 2000, and Universio, Universo 2000. 24 years ago today, which was put at 1995, in Nagata, Japan, Reggie Bennett defeated Manami Toyota to win the IWA Women's World Title. Also 24 years ago today, which I believe that was 1995, like we said, at a Monday night taping in Bainhamton, New York, Hunter Hearst Helmsley made his Raw debut, defeating John Crystal with a standing cutter, called the Pedigree Pandemonium, and seriously, that's what it was called. The move didn't last long. Diamond Dad Dallas Page tells story of how he got the future Triple H to stop using the standing cutter for Sports Illustrated in March of 2017. Here's what DDP says. I'll tell you a story about Triple H. He was there that day that Johnny Lawrence and I were working on it. He was still there in WCW for another three or four months before going to WWE. Now I'm getting that move over. One night on Raw, because I had watched everything they had, Triple H hit a diamond cutter out of nowhere and beat somebody. I thought, oh, no, if he does it, it's going to sort of dilute what I'm doing. So I call him. One of the very few times he answered his phone, he's like, hey, D, what's up, man? I'm like, I got a favor, bro. He goes, sure, what do you need? I go, no, don't say that. I got no right to ask you this favor because Bret Hart had the sharpshooter and Sting had the scorpion deathlock. Same move. I said, you know, I saw you did that you did a diamond cutter the other night. I think your pedigree is amazing. It's a great finish, but I'm just starting to get that diamond cutter over, bro. I would really appreciate it if you wouldn't do it anymore. Sure, D. And he never did it again, and he didn't and he didn't have to do that. Soon afterwards, Triple H went with a double underhook face buster known as the pedigree. It's been his primary finisher ever since. Twenty years ago today, which would put it at 1999. Shane Douglas leaves ECW. Douglas, whose real name is Troy Martin, had been with ECW since 1993, but is best remembered as the man that threw down the NWA World Heavyweight title shortly after he had won it in August of 1994. The four-time ECW champion had not wrestled since defeating Justin Credible on April the 15th and threatened to not appear at Hardcore Heaven the next night until he was paid what he was owed. After a brief run on the independent circuit, Martin returned to WCW in July he was with the company in 92 and 93 and would remain there until the company shut down in 2001. Bankruptcy filings following ECW shutdown that same year revealed that Martin was owed $48,000. 19 years ago today, put it at the year 2000, three championships changed hands on a wild nitro from Biloxi, Mississippi. Chronic, Brian Adams and Brian Clark, defeated Shane Douglas and The Wall, who was substituted for Buff Bagwell, to win the WCW World Tag Team titles. Crowbar, Crowbar won the WCW Cruiserweight title when his partner Daphne de- defeated Tammy Lynn Sitch and then-champion Chris Candido. Per pre-match stipulations, the male member of the winning team won the title. This would become a point of contention with Daphne and Crowbar over the next few weeks. In the show's main event, Ric Flair defeated Jeff Jarrett to win the WCW World Heavyweight title. Including the vacancy on April the 10th, this is the sixth time the WCW world title has changed hands in five weeks. And the third consecutive week, a new world champion was crowned. 
19 years, 19 years ago today, also in the year 2000 from Cleveland, Ohio. Now this, now JD, you might remember this right here. Listen to this one very carefully. Cynthia Lynch, one of the Godfather's hoes, defeated Crash Holly to win the hardcore title, only to lose oh. it moments later back to Crash Holly. Lynch, who would go on to have a brief run in TNA as Bobcat in 2002. Yeah, I think I remember her. Yes, I do remember her. And herself a little history. She became the first woman to hold the hardcore title and joined China as the only woman to hold a men's belt in the WWF. It was a fleeting moment as we said Crash won the title back seconds later. In 2002, Mighty Molly, Terry Runnels, and Trish Stratus would all briefly hold the hardcore title. Fifteen years ago today, we put it at 2004 in Lexington, Massachusetts. The Second City Saints, CM Punk and Colt Cabana, defeated Jay and Mark Briscoe to win the Ring of Honor Tag Team titles. Also, 14 years ago today, uh, let's see here, 2005, yes, TNA presented Hard Justice from the Impact Zone at Universal Orlando. This show is dedicated to Chris Candido, who sadly died from complications from surgery on April 28th, just four days after suffering a leg injury at lockdown. Here are the matches that took place there. In a pre-show match, Sharp Boy defeated David Young to earn an entry into the Golden for the Gold Battle Royal match. Team Canada, Eric Young and Petey Williams, defeated Apollo and Sonny Siaki. Michael Shane and Trinity defeated Chris Saban and Tracy in a mixed tag team match. Raven defeated Sean Waltman, of course you remember it was X-Pac, 1-2-3-Kid, in a Clockwork Orange House of Fun match. Monty Brown and the outlaw, Kip James, defeated DDP and Ron Killings. The Naturals, Andy Douglas and Chase Stevens. Molly Brown was also a football player, if you remember, however, one time it was also known as Marcus Corbon in ECW. The water down, oh, but right. anyway. I'm going Yeah, that pounce finisher. I mean, he was, he, was a, he, was, he was a big guy, and I mean, the thing is, they never used him right, though, which is a shame. They told me smooth. I remember the theme song you had in ECW. Of course, anyway, the natural speed of America's most wanted, of course, Chris Harris and James Storm to retain the NWA World Tag Team title. Christopher Daniels defeated Shocker to retain the TNA Exhibition title. And Abyss last eliminated Ron Killings in a gauntlet for the gold battle royal to become the number one contender for the NWA World Heavyweight title. Other participants were A1, Apollo, BG James, Bobby Roode, Cassidy Riley, Chris Saban, Elix Skipper, Eric Young, Jarrell Clark, Lance Hoyt, Mikey Batts, Petey Williams, Sharp Boy, Sonny Siaki, the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie, Jeremy Girolamo, the Outlaw, <laughs> Triton, and Zach Gallup. <laughs> and also John came in, John Gross came in second place. Runner-up. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Also, and also AJ Styles, Jeff Jarrett to win the NWA World Heavyweight title with Tito Ortiz, of course, of UFC fame as the special referee. Uh, let's see here. Uh, 13 years ago today, put it at 2006, on Raw from Lubbock, Texas, Shelton Benjamin, Chris Masters, and Triple H defeated John Cena and RVD in a handicapped Texas Tornado Rules match. Per pre-match stipulations that Shelton got the winning fall on RVD, he won the Intercontinental title. John Cena's WWE title was also at stake in the match. Twelve years ago today, we put it at 2007, Sabu is released from ECW. One of four men to win ECW's Triple Crown, 
Sabu was a primary focus of the relaunch of ECW, but was de-emphasized after after <clears throat> after the last year's SummerSlam. Of course, his real name Terry Brunk. His release would be made official the next day. Eight years ago today, would put it at 2011. TNA presented Sacrifice from the Impact Zone at Universal Orlando. Mexican America, Hernandez and our I'm going to try to pronounce this. Anar- Anarquia, that's the best way I pronounce it, defeated Inc. Inc. Remember those two guys, JC Neal and Shannon Moore. Brian Kendrick defeated Robbie E. Mickey James defeated Madison Rain to retain the TNA knockout title. With the win, Terrace contract with Madison is deemed null and void. Kazarian defeated Max Buck to retain the TNA exhibition title. Crimson defeated Abyss. Beer Money, Robert Roode, and James Storm defeated Immortal, Matt Hardy, and Chris Harris. Tommy Dreamer defeated AJ Styles in a no DQ match. And I remember this match highly uh, hyped up for this pay-per-view. Kurt Angle and China defeated Jeff and Karen Jarrett by submission. And Sting defeated RVD to retain the TNA World Heavyweight title. Five years ago today, put it at 2014. WWE announces it has reached an agreement to keep its TV program with NBC Universal, specifically USA, Sci-Fi, and E! Entertainment Television. Here is the press release in part. New York, New York, and Stanford, Connecticut. NBC Universal Cable Entertainment and WWE today announced a multi-year strategic partnership for WWE's flagship programming and ratings juggernauts Monday Night Raw for a three-hour block on USA Network and the top-rated Friday Night SmackDown on Sci-Fi. The two programs are the longest-running weekly episodic entertainment programs on cable TV, with a combined reach of 10.8 million viewers each week. The announcement, <clears throat> let's see, uh, where is it? The announcement was made today by Paul Triple H Levesque, WWE Executive Vice President of Talent, Live Events and Creative, from the stage of the Embassy Universal Cable Entertainment Upfront presentation at the Javits Center in New York. USA Network President Chris McCumber, Sci-Fi President Dave Howe, and I are incredibly pleased to renew this strategic partnership with WWE, said NBC Universal Cable Chairman Bonnie Hammer. In today's TV landscape, live event programming is an extraordinary valuable asset, and WWE remains the only entertainment franchise that consistently delivers this on a 52-week-a-year basis. We look forward to bringing WWE's action-packed and unique brand of drama to the wide audiences across our cable networks for many years to come. We are proud to continue our long-standing partnership with NBC Universal, given, the, given their premier position in the marketplace of, and vast promotional platforms, said WWE Chairman and Chief Executive Officer and Old Man, Vince McMahon. <laughs> we are excited about our future as we further reach the popularity of our live, family-friendly entertainment programming 52 weeks a year. WWE weekly programming averages more viewers than the NBA, NASCAR, Major League Baseball, National Hockey League, and UFC. Both Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown feature a star-studded cast of WWE superstars and divas, or of course, I mean, I'll call them female superstars, and deliver a shot of adrenaline to viewers with over-the-top action, feats of, uh, of athleticism, and high-octane drama. Monday Night Raw in USA is the most-watched regularly scheduled year-round program on cable Earn a live three-hour block every Monday night, 52 weeks a year. Raw has been a cable mainstay for more than 20 years and is a constantly 
as constantly a top 10 show on television. The three-hour block on USA averages 2.2 million viewers, 18 to 49, 2.3 million viewers, 25 to 54, and 5 million viewers total, 5 million total viewers age two or over. What? Two or over? Oh, jeez. The two-hour Friday night SmackDown on Sci-Fi averages 1.2 million viewers, 18 to 49, 1.3 million viewers, 25 to 54, and 3.2 million total viewers, ages two and up. <clears throat> the two programs have reached 37.5 million people in 2014 to date. In addition, E! Entertainment Television, in partnership with WWE and Bunham Murray Productions, will continue to broadcast the reality series Total Divas, an unprecedented look inside the professional and personal lives of the WWE's leading ladies. The TV deal runs through September 2019. So that's still going on. Holy cow. Which is, what's for, that? Uh, the, uh, the, this TV deal going there, that's going on right, that's going on right now, what I just talked about. Huh. With, uh, yeah, it's unbelievable. Investors were not impressed, though, expecting a bigger increase. Bigger increase right? The deal was for a reported $150 million annually, well short of the $200 million expected, combined with a morbid outlook on WWE Network's future. They expected $50 million loss for 2014. WWE stock plummeted the days that followed, in the days that followed, causing WWE chairman and CEO Vince McMahon to lose about $350 million in one day. Shocking. Very shocking. Today, ladies and gentlemen, is a happy 60th birthday for WWE Hall of Famer. And you know you know what? You better give a damn about this man. Yes, I'm talking about the one of the only Ron Simmons. Simmons is actually yes, indeed. Simmons is actually one of the most celebrated performers in wrestling history. For wrestling, he was an All-American defensive tackle at Florida State University. In his four years there, FSU went 39-8 and with two Orange Bowl bursts, both losing efforts to Oklahoma. In 1979, Simmons finished ninth in the Heisman voting. UFC running back Charles White won the award. Simmons, who's number 50, was retired by the school in 1988, was inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame in 2008. He had a brief career in the NFL, playing two seasons for the Cleveland Browns before signing with the US, USFL's Tampa Bay Bandits from 1983 to 1985. Simmons joined the NWA in 1988 as a babyface, but quickly turned heel. Under the management of woman, of course, as we know, the late Nancy Benoit, we should say, he and Butch Reed formed Doom. But it wasn't until they were matched by former referee Teddy Long, they experienced sustained success when they won the NWA World Tag Team titles at Capital Combat in May 1990 and held them long enough to be recognized as the first WCW World Tag Champions. Simmons' most famous moment came on August 2nd, 1992, when he was selected at random to face Vader for the WCW World title when Jake Roberts injured Sting. The win made Simmons the first African-American to hold a recognized world championship in professional wrestling history. He held the title for the remainder of the year, losing it on December the 30th back to Vader. After a brief run in ECW, Simmons joined the WWF in December of 96, debuting as initially as Gladiator Farouk Assad and managed by Sonny. 
Simmons made a name for himself as Farouk, leader of the mostly black militant group, the Nation of Domination. He led a faction until a falling out at WrestleMania 14 when Farouk left The Rock to his own devices. Uh, when he was caught in Ken Shamrock's ankle lock submission. Post-Nation, Farouk had a brief singles run before teaming with Bradshaw as Hell's henchman under the guidance of the Jackal. When Jackal left the WWF, they were repackaged as the Acolytes to the Undertaker's Ministry of Darkness. Even after the groups disbanded in the summer of 1999, the duo remained together as beer-drinking, cigar-smoking brawlers who also happened to be mercenaries and bodyguards for hire. It would be known as the Acolyte Protection Agency. The duo had moderate success winning the WWF Tag Team titles three times, but never had a lengthy run. The duo split when they were drafted to separate brands in 2002 and would reunite in June 2003. Simmons, under his real name, <clears throat> so as to not associate his gimmick name with that of a terrorist training camp, was KFAB fired by Paul Heyman in 2004 after losing a tag team match. In reality, it was a write-off. Simmons was retiring from in-ring competition. Simmons made had made sporadic appearances since, usually to to utter his catchphrase. Say it, JD. Say Ron's catchphrase. Okay. Say the infamous catchphrase of Ron Simmons, please. Damn. At the site of odd happenings in WWE. In 2012, Simmons was inducted into the WWE. How old is he He's at 60, right? I said 60, yes. The Stop WWE Hall of Four time All American from Florida State U. And you got that right. In 2012, Simmons was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame by his old tag team partner, of course, JBL. So, folks, there you have it. Only birthday we have listening today. Happy birthday to Hall of Famer Ron Simmons. And there you have it there, folks, with there you have it there, folks, with your wrestling history and birthdays here for today. And thank you very much, JD, for your wrestling news and views here for tonight there as well. Let's give you this one more time. 1605-562-0444. Call ID 138055-POUND. This is episode 669 of Revolution for Wednesday, May 15, 2019. Mr. W7US, Chad Hinshaw, the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, and the human suplex machine, John Gross, here with you here tonight, joining you from, of course, from the talk shoe, talk shoe screen here this evening. Uh, I think we did have some, um, and I don't know if I have an opportunity to, uh, uh, let's see here. Um, let me see here. Let me, I'm going to check on something right here, but I think. That's what he uh, said. Yeah, yeah. Okay, very funny. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, let me see if because I think. Um, okay, well, never mind because I'm hearing myself talking on my smartphone too. But I think we had several folks here, of course, joining us here, including, of course, our good friend, the Style, Stephen Kyle, 2019 Hall of Famer. Who actually, believe it or not, just actually shared our uh, live video feed here somewhere. So I'm not sure, uh, uh, <clears throat> but uh, but I do but I do think he's getting some uh, he's getting the word out here about it. Uh, um, obviously, of course, also he also liked this video as well, and uh, 
I think I did also notice that I think our good friend Captain Dave Spieler, uh, JD, has also joined us. I'm the Heavy Lifting Federation, and I'm also the Captain Corners Podcast. Be sure to check that out on Facebook.com, the Captain Corners Podcast, for all your independent wrestling needs. I'm all over the indie scene now, including Combat Zone Wrestling, I believe, and others. Tell them JD the Iceman sent you. Uh, Steven did actually make a couple of quick points here about AEW. Uh, talking about his personal opinion, he said AEW is going to have to sell him. It's going to another one have to prove, I think, something to him before he crowns him. Um, and also saying, got all the tools, but can that translate head to head versus WWE? Steve will have to wait and see what happens there, but it, it might be something interesting there. So we have to wait and see what happens. Also, he's saying one of his personal favorites, he's always been wondering whatever happened to Petey Williams. Of course, in, in TNA and Impact and all. Uh, I don't know. Did he retire, J.D.? Petey Williams? Who's that? Who's that? Petey Williams. I haven't heard if he was or not. I have not heard, however. I have not heard, however. I don't think so. But I could be wrong. I'll have to check this out, huh? Stephen, we'll check that out, but we'll let you know here sometime during the... I have not heard we'll, that, however. We'll let you know sometime, of course, during the... Uh, uh, during, 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 yes, thank you very much, JD. I'll say, and holy, and, holy, and, holy, and holy cow here, it seems that Stephen has shared our video on another page, ladies and gentlemen. The Great Wrestling Debate 24-7. I'm sure Jake, you've heard of that group on Facebook. Hmm. Uh, he has shared our live video going on right now, even as we speak, for Revolution Episode 669. It's on that page, too. So we got it at two different spots tonight. Not bad. I like, not too shabby. Hey, we're making a, hey, so to speak, we're starting to make an impact, if you will. We'll have to wait and see what all happens with that. That's just good. So I'm glad. I'm glad. To see, I'm glad to see we're we're kind of expanding there a little bit there, folks. Let's see what John has to say here. Now I'm going. To, John and JD are both itching to talk about what happened last night on SmackDown. Let's get to John's first, and he's got a lot to say here about it. Uh, and after I belch, and we'll go ahead and talk about. It. Okay, excuse me. <clears throat> uh, John says he will say this about SmackDown. SmackDown did better than Raw. He believes. A fatal four-way match between the four competitors was outstanding. Orton, Almas, Balor, and Ali really showed why they are the future of SmackDown. <clears throat> John believes that they are, if they wanted to make this match special, they should then maybe should have put it for the IC title. That would have been an interesting choice. I like yeah. that. Almas wins the match but gets surprised by Ricochet from Raw. Uh, John knows that McIntyre Drew McIntyre is clearly the favorite to win this match for Raw, but you know that what what his wild card for this match has to be Andre Cien Almas, uh, and 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 John said so you don't want to hear him say that because Andre is really impressive in what he does, and also of course the 403 handicap match in John's opinion was boring. Okay, oh. and John said it looks like. Uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are back together again against the New Day. John wonders that's going to set up a match between the four at, at Saudi Arabia in a tag team match. It's a possibility. That, that, might, that might not be bad. I mean, they can do a two-on-two with Big E still recovering as well. Um, you know, Kofi and um, Xavier versus KO and Sami Zayn, that would be a good... Yeah, that would be a 
after Saudi Arabia. But I got to think about that. But anyway, of course, Kofi, KO and Kofi should be at an outstanding, outstanding match of money in the bank. Kofi's held his own as champion at, by outlasting Seth Rollins, Daniel Bryan, Sami Zayn, and AJ Styles. But KO is a big obstacle. He's won top two titles in the WWE. And of course, of course, uh, obviously, the, of course, the NXT title and, of course, the Universal title. But will he have the third and will he have the WWE title? John believes he, John highly doubts it. Hmm, okay. Uh, John says the Kabuki Warriors. John doesn't know anything about that. Are they changing Asuka's and Kari Singh's name again? That's what Vince always does. Yeah, he always does that. That's why I used the term old man when I said Vince McMahon a little while ago because he don't know what he wants to do now. John is intrigued by Aleister Black's promos, and John believes when Aleister, Aleister heads to SmackDown, John thinks the first person he targets, and I don't want to – John doesn't want to say – he thinks that Alistair Black's first person, the first person he's going to go after, is Lars Sullivan. Ooh, that would yeah, be it could, epic. it could happen. It could happen. I'll tell you that right now. John brings up a good point. That could very well happen. That that might kind of help WWE a little bit. Seeing these two get big guys go at it, I'd like to see that. I really would. Regardless if it was a pay per view or not, I still want to see it. John said he's doing the SmackDown review. Uh, SmackDown kind of did good, but didn't live up to his standards. But Johnson, he will say this for the SmackDown Money in the Bank match. Look for Andre to be the wild card. And for the women's Money in the Bank, look for either Ember Moon or Bailey to be the wild card. Of course, Johnson says, then again, we have two women that have won the match. Will we see a repeat? John says it is possible. Good points are, Good points around. John really hit, hit the nail on the head tonight. Yeah, uh, he is. So, great time. So, John, thank you very much, sir, sir for that uh, for your thoughts about Don, I think you studied for me because I think I was just going to go off on some of those too. However, so I mean, as far as those parts too, so very good points. Of course, at WWS University, one of our classes is called the Art of the JD. <laughs> <laughs> your professor is the Iceman. <laughs> yes, he'll tell you how. To, he'll tell you how to say. It. However. And uh, however, 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 and how, uh, never mind. I'm joking. <laughs> Jenny's gonna come down here. He's gonna hit his boss. Is it, you mocking me now? No. <laughs> anyway, speaking of JD, uh, let's go ahead and ask him, I think, the all important question here, because I know he's probably itching to say something here. Uh, are you cooled off and warmed up, JD? Ready to go. Uh, it sounds like you sounds indeed sounds like that is the case. So let's go ahead and get right to it. Of course, this is a WWS Radio Network exclusive, ladies and gentlemen. The Iceman Jared DiGiromo is not afraid to let his let, give his thoughts on everything going on here, with of course Raw, SmackDown, and all the pay per views. And of course, especially with another big pay per view coming up, Money in the Bank coming up on Sunday, he'll his take on SmackDown is going to be all so special, all too sweet, as they always used to say. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, as I continue to use the superhero vernaculars, uh, who needs? Uh, let me see here. Who needs? Who needs hammer. Who needs kryptonite? Who needs Captain America's shield? Who needs Thor's hammer? Who needs the fist of the Hulk? Who needs uh, the webs of Spider-Man? Who needs Doctor Strange's magical powers? I can go on and on uh, throughout. I can go on and say every single one. 
or who needs Green Lantern's ring? Well, like I said, the only week, the only weakness that he's going to give the wrestling fans tonight is, of course, the words that he that is the words that he gives about tonight's edition of SmackDown Live, and it will and it will bring anybody to a to a bare minimum a big time silence So, ladies and gentlemen, here is the Iceman Jared Geronimo with the SmackDown edition of the WWS Icebreaker. All right, before we get to that, we want to give you an update on the hockey game. It is 4-3 now, however, with 15-24 to go in the game. St. Louis is up in that one. Last night, however, was night two of our show in jolly old England, however. And the question was, would we have a good show? Would it be a good show? Well, we'll tell you about it here and now, however. I'm also trying to find the raw rating here at the same time, so bear with us here. Uh, da, 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 da. I just saw it, so hold on a second. Oh, yeah. Okay. We started out the show, of course, with Shane O'Mac, however, once again acting like an arrogant little prick, however, mind you, however, because apparently he decided to tell Roman Reigns, however, that tonight, however, the Miz was going to not be allowed at ringside, nor allowed in the arena, however, after Roman, however, basically got up in his face, however, after what happened, however, on the night before. As a result, however, mind you, as a result, Elias then comes out, however, along with Shane O'Mac, however, and tells him along with uh, Shane, however, and says, however, that tonight, however, there'll be a four-on-three handicap match, however, and that if Miz decides to interfere, however, whatsoever, then his matchup as far as the matchup with Shane goes on Sunday is off, however. So tonight, however, Roman gets some help, however, from his good friends and his cousins, the Usos, if you will, after the Usos came down and got up in the face, however, of Daniel Bryan and Rowan, which, by the way, was also added as a pre-show match later in the evening, however, mind you, for this coming Sunday. So apparently we're going to have these guys go at it again. But like I said, the show started off with Roman telling everyone what had happened the night before, however, but of course, who decides to ruin the moment, but of course, the 49-year-old Silver Spoon head up my daddy's ass, however, and like to kiss his ass when I can, however, the little piece of uh, crap that he is, or in this case, the S blank 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 word, the four-letter word, we all know what he is, is full of dog crap, however, along with his boyfriend, the troubadour of the WWE, the embarrassing piece of human excrement that is Elias, if you will. As a result, however, we saw, of course, that happened there. Then, of course, we go to our first match, however, mind you, however. We go to Finn Balor taking on Ali, taking on Andrea Cianalmas with Selena Vega taking on the Viper Randy Orton, and Ali, Andrea picks up the win, however, mind you, however. But after the matchup, however, Andrea did not see how the one and only Ricochet, however, come out of nowhere, however, and let's just say tip the ladder a little bit, however, and give uh, his notice to uh, Mr. Almas and the rest of the competitors that were in the match earlier, including Randy, Finn, and Ali, that he is not to be sneezed upon and not to be overlooked. I'll tell you right now, this is a tough pick, however, for me, and I'll tell more about it, of course, coming up on Friday with my predictions. There's three guys I'm looking at possibly winning this thing. Ricochet, the one and only Ricochet. Of course, Andrea Cianalmas, maybe with Selena Vega in his corner, is a possibility, the former NXT champ. And of course, Drew McIntyre, if you will. But unfortunately, we'll see what happens, however. But getting back to what I was saying, however, as far as the first match goes, this was pretty good to start out the show this way. This really was, and I was entertained by this. And I was a little surprised that Andrea picked up the win, however. But nevertheless, this was a good way to start out the show. 
Then, of course, we after that, however, we have, uh, let's see, what do we have next? Uh, oh, yes. We have Mela, of course, once again, however, saying that she's going to be money this year. However, once again, win money in the bank on Sunday. Yeah, keep telling yourself that, you Jersey Shore hoe bag. Keep telling yourself that. Speaking of which, then we have Charlotte Flair come out. Yes, folks, Queen Charlotte Flair, Daddy's little girl, and Vince McMahon's uh, son-in-law's best friend's little girl. However, once again, saying all the things, however, that she's the queen and everyone should bow down and respect her, yada, yada, yada. And then, of course, we saw what happened, of course, on Monday. Then, of course, we also see the sassy southern belle, or the sassy southern slut, if you will, that piece of... uh, Let's just say cow flop, if you will, or not cow flop. Let's just say the sassy southern slut, if you will, however, none other than lackluster Lacey Evans. Yeah, keep telling yourself, Lacey and Charlotte, you're going to beat Becky two bouts on Sunday and see how your arm's going to feel when it's all said and done. You're going to have a swollen arm, however, and a busted face, however, at the same time when Becky shows no mercy as the man will show that she's really the man and a champion, unlike you two. Especially you, Lacey Evans. You think you're so great and that you should deserve the women's title, however. Just because you've only been in the company not even less than a month, however, that you basically brown-nosed your way in, however, by having your head up Vinnie Mac's backside, however, and the whole WWE writing team, however, to basically give you an opportunity and basically screw everyone else over, like Nikki Cross, like Natalia, like, uh, let's see, who else? Oh, let's think, Sarah Logan, maybe, of the Rise Squad. Like Ruby Riot, even. I mean, where's Ruby Riot and, like I said, uh, Sarah Logan been? Oh, that's right. They haven't been on in weeks, Howard, because you continue to bore us, Howard, with this whole Lacey Evans bullshit, if you ask me. And you have to have Charlotte Flair run her stupid little yap, however, saying that I'm so great, I'm the queen, everyone should bow down and respect me, everyone should give me what I should be given, Howard, and that is the title once again. Yeah, let's have Charlotte Flair brown-nose her way again by giving everyone, burying everyone, Howard, and basically... Having her have her head up Vince's ass, however, along with his son-in-law's ass, however, by basically giving her another opportunity. Yeah, like she so much deserves getting another opportunity because obviously they don't know what to do with these women. Yeah, great idea, Vince. Speaking of which, we then go to the six-person four-on-three handicap match, and who wins? Oh yeah, Brian Rowan and Elias Howard, because once again, Shane O'Mac, the 49-year-old piece of shit, Howard, decides to do a coast-to-coast finisher, his Van Terminator and Jey Uso. Here's the thing about that, and I've said this for the last few weeks, and I'm going to keep on saying it as far as Shane, that piece of human shit that he is, however. Stop wrestling. Seriously. Just hang it up, Shane. You're 49 freaking years old. You're a father, a husband, and a brother-in-law, a brother-in-law to Triple H, a father and a husband, however, and daddy's little favorite little man, however. And I stress the word little because that's what you are. It's nothing more than a little piece of crap, however. But the thing is this, Shane. You have done more than enough since you came back to the WWE a couple of years ago. Yes, you had that little feud for a while with your sister and, of course, your brother-in-law, Triple H, and, of course, look how that all turned out. You had a brief feud with uh, KO, however, and that kind of was, eh, there. But here's the thing, Shane. Just get out of wrestling, okay? Just get out of wrestling like your dad, however, and don't come back. We do not want to put up with your crap no more. We're tired of seeing your crap every week saying, I'm the best in the world. I beat 
so and so in Saudi Arabia, and I should still be proclaimed the best in the world because I am that way. Yeah, you're the best in the world, Shane. Gee, I wonder why. Because maybe you love to kiss your daddy's ass and basically give him a rub and tug, Howard, and his 75-year-old balls every week, Howard, by having your stupid little 49-year-old geriatric mug on television, Howard. So as far as you, Shane, goes, here's the thing. Hanging up once and for all after Sunday. Just think about maybe hanging up because you are nothing more than a spoiled little piece of shit that thinks everything should be handed to you just like your sister just like your dad just like your brother-in-law however to the keys to the kingdom however yes you've been in the business a long time i understand as an announcer referee whatever but here's the thing shane no one missed you the last time you left wwe which was i don't remember how many years ago and you were out of the business for quite a long time but now that you're back you think that everything should be given back to you once again because obviously how your stupid 75 year old racist dad and your sister and your brother-in-law can't run the company the right way. Gee, what a shocker. As we said before, Howard, and as Danny said before too, Howard, AEW, however, is less than 10 days away. So Shane, and as far as the rest of the McMahons go, right now, the clock is no longer uh, an option, however. It's basically showing you right now that you have very little time left to order to save your whole company and your grandfather's company at the same time, Shane. Because right now, Howard, it looks like WWE might be running out of time. And the sand might be hitting E for empty. Then we have Kari Sane and Oscar Howard coming out with Paige. And of course their new name is the Kabuki Warriors. Gee, let's go back to 1983 and think of something that lame, however, from world-class championship wrestling. Or maybe even the Mid-Atlantic Territory by naming this, however. Maybe they were probably watching some of the old footage from those two organizations. Or maybe they were watching some stuff from Japan. I don't really know. I'm not a real big fan of the name. I hope that they do something right with these two, referring to Asuka and possibly Kari Sane. We'll have to wait and see because they continue to just bury Asuka. And as far as Kari Sane goes, I mean, she's doing okay early on, but it won't be long before they start burying her too. And that, of course, is absolutely ridiculous beyond words. Of course, who did they take on? Oh, yes. Let's have Mandy the bimbo-ass little uh, hoe-bag Rose, however, and her good friend Sonya Deville take on the Kabuki Warriors. And what happens? Oh, yes, however, the Kabuki Warriors end up beating fire and desire. Unfortunately, however, as I've said before, and I want to keep on stressing this point, however, I wish to God that Sonya would just pop that stupid little blonde-ass bimbo's face, however, and knock her to the dirt. I do think that might happen, however, maybe on Sunday, however, possibly, because, as I said before, I think it's ridiculous that you're not having people like Sarah Logan, Ruby Ryan, and hell, not even Sonya Deville in the Women's in the Money in the Bank match. Instead, you're going to have stupid crybaby little bitch girl Bailey, however, if you will, along with freaking Mandy, along with uh, freaking who else? Oh, yeah, you're going to have stupid Dana, the little bimbo Brooke, however, who thinks she's all that, and she should be given an opportunity, however, that, that people continue to overlook her. Yeah, gee, I wonder why they continue to overlook you, Dana, because you obviously continue to cry like a little brat that you are, just like baby Bailey, however, and her little bestie, who is still being like a cross little child, however, in the form of Sasha Banks, the bully, who at this point, I don't think, however, will be back in the WWE anytime soon. But then who was watching the match prior to that? Oh, yes, everyone's favorite, Howard. Yes, the Romeo Michelle, the WWE. Yes, folks, Billy the Kangaroo K and her little bestie, if you will, piss and Peyton Royce, the stupid Iconics, 
if you will. Gee, where have the Iconics been the last few weeks? Oh, that's right. They haven't been on television because they haven't defended their belts because they have haven't gotten any TV time, and Vince decides to bury them too. Yeah, what was the point of then bringing the WWE Raw Women's Tag Team titles back to television then, Vince? You tell me. What was the point of that, Hunter? What was the point of that, Steph? You thought, oh, that's going to be a great thing, and we'll continue to uh, give our women a great opportunity. Yeah, that's been really working out for you, hasn't it? You haven't had any of them on since WrestleMania. You need to piss all over this division, literally, by having the same old crap week after week, and just making it more lame by the week. Unfortunately, the end came, however, when Kofi Kingston, Howard developed with, of course, everyone's favorite little ogre boy, if you will. Yes, folks, the master of the pop-up powerbomb, if you will, Kevin Owens, who I think maybe this Sunday could maybe possibly take back uh, some gold around his waist. Maybe. I'm saying maybe now. I'm not saying it's a definite yet, but I'll let you know it's, may- it's a possible maybe. But who shows up, however, to help out Kevin Owens? Oh, yeah, his former bestie and longtime rival for many years, Mr. Ole 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 himself, the little slime bag who sneaked his way into Money in the Bank, thanks to Baron Cockstain, bullyhead, bitch-ass bullyhead, bullheaded Corbin, Cockstain Corbin, and Drew the Dickhead uh, Dragon Slayer McIntyre on Monday night. Yes, folks, I'm talking about Mr. Sami Zayn himself. And once again, Sami and KO, of course, they're the somewhat best friends if you will decide to put the boots to the champ, however, Kofi Kingston. But how'd that work out for you at the end there, KO and Sami? Oh, that's right. Xavier Woods, the so-called X-Man of the WWE, along with Mr. Uh, boom, 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 Man, lowered the boom on your sorry, both of your sorry asses, and you both ran for running and cowering like the little bitches that you are. So, yeah, overall, however, SmackDown was kind of a little bit better this week. It wasn't great, though, but it was okay for what it was. The only highlight I did like, however, obviously, was the men's Money in the Bank match, and that was pretty much it. But as we've said before, folks, and I want to keep on stressing this word, however, and I've said this so many times, and I've Danny said it too, and we've all said it too, AEW is less than a week and a half away. Money in the Bank is less than 48, 72 hours away as of tomorrow, however. So, Vince... Here's the thing about that. Did you put on a good show or any good shows this week in the UK? As far as Raw goes, you know what I said about that. As far as SmackDown goes, did you improve on the last few weeks, however, with the crowd in London this week? Kind of really, but not, kind of, sort of, but not really, Howard. You kind of fudged that up, too. So, Vince, here's the thing about that, Howard. You better realize, Howard, that after Sunday, Howard, you don't have another pay-per-view until the latter part of June. So, right now, Howard, you better hope, Howard, that this summer you get your priorities in order. So far this year, over the first five months of this year, you continue to make this show an absolute unbearable and just absolutely nauseating to watch week after week because you have the same things going on week after week and you think, however, that your crap don't stink. So again, Vince, as I said before, however, this is 2019. This is in 1998, 1999, Vince Russo, Attitude Era, WCW, Monday Night Wars booking, however. This is the real McCoy, however, if you ask me. Right now, however, you're barely getting by with a decent fan base, however, that's watching you periodically week, however, as far as viewership goes, and in house show arenas all over the world, however. So, guess what, however? The clock is now pretty much almost at the end, however, and so is my rant, however, but I will say this, Vince, however. 
you better be afraid now because right now in 10 days, Howard, you're going to see what wrestling's all about, Howard, when AEW kicks your sorry little ass and shows your little pay-per-view Money in the Bank on Sunday that they'll have more people watching that show than your show come Sunday. So you better be prepared ahead of time because if you don't, you're going to be paying the price big time this fall when they go to TNT on Tuesday nights and you guys go on Fox on Friday nights live and AEW starts kicking your ass there on a weekly basis. I could not put it better myself here, of course, in the words of, and of course, those big solid words right there. And of course, coming from our own Iceman, Jeremy Drawmoder tonight. JD, thank you very much here for bringing it to our attention. And John, thank you very much for your thoughts and opinions as well. Uh, John did add a couple more things to his thoughts here. He's going to, I'll go ahead and read, read those right now. Of course, saying here, you see, Vince has definitely lost touch with a lot of reality, burying a lot of the superstars like the iconic Finn Balor, Bailey Rusev. Nakamura, Cesaro, Cedric Alexander, Apollo Crews, Mojo Raleigh, and others, just like he did the CM Punk, Alberto Del Rio, Cody Rhodes, Wade Barrett, John Morrison, Jack Swagger, Sasha Banks, Dean Ambrose, Ryback, Chris Jericho, Goldust, and others. And Johnson, he's going to keep on saying that WWE right now has lost the flavor because Vince has changed like tag team names because he's going back to WWE Network, watching all the stuff and bringing storylines out of it week after week. And he doesn't have a good idea on any idea about what you know what's going on john says like jd said it's not too it's 2019 not 1998 or 1999 and it is in 1987 and 1988 wwe is barely hanging on by a thread because of one person dragging it down the river and that is obviously vince mcmahon john says he will say by the end of 2019 or 2020 vince mcmahon will see his company go down in flames or it will be himself in flames when Triple H says, I told you so, and starts running the business himself. It takes Raw back to two hours. And John really does believe that there is an on-screen leader behind the scenes with Vince trying to run down the WWE. The very bold words, very bold statement there indeed, John. That, that very much could be the case. We'll have to. We're gonna watch you. Come on, watch this very, very carefully. Speaking, speaking of one of the people that John mentioned, and we've talked about her before. I mean, we've talked about this. She's had her issues with management as of late, and because of the way her attitude has been, and she hasn't been seen since WrestleMania. I'll ask you this: When do you think we see Sasha return? That's a very, a very good question. Uh, I mean, does she show up Sunday? I mean, does she show up somehow, somebody this Sunday and uh, the Money in the Bank unexpected after being out all this time? I mean, does that wait till maybe next week or whenever? I mean, right now, I think, I mean, I mean, I understand she's staying at home, pouting and sulking and this and that, but it's time to get over it. You know, I mean, I'm sure you've heard different podcasts like Joe Crone and JD from NY. I mean, all these people are saying, I mean, it's time to stop acting like a cross child. It really is. Well, certainly. I mean, I mean, I mean, the, the thing is, is that I mean, this is pretty much Sasha's way of saying that you know, I mean, she's taking a little. It might be a little bit to the extreme here, pardon the fun. But uh, one thing you also got to consider here as well is the, is the fact that you know, obviously, you know, this is this is Sasha's way of telling Vince man, okay, you're you you you're you're screwing you're screwing up everything that I have going on here in my career. And like I said, until you figure out a way to fit, to fix this mess and all that, I may not come back at all unless you can come up with a very sweet deal. And if this sweet deal involves her, like you said, you know, making a surprise appearance at Money in the Bank this Sunday, I mean, you know, would, I mean, would that, would that mean that the wolves went over 
been laid over our over all everyone's eyes the whole time, or what? I mean, that's. Well, the thing is, if she's going to continue to act like this, though, I mean, she, I don't realize how, I mean, if she's going to continue to hold out forever, how long this takes place, however, she better realize how she's going to have to pay for it somehow, some way. I mean, we talked about how Harper's getting wanted out of his contract and some of these guys, like the Revival and Harper and all those guys wanted out of their deal. The thing is, though, if she comes back, however, she might have to pay it. Pay the price, though. Whether it's uh, finishing out the rest of her contract, or they're going to have they're going to extend her contract, whether she likes it or not. Whether she doesn't likes it or not, you know. I mean, it's going to be interesting, you know. It's just it's a big mess right now. They could have avoided altogether. Like I said, I understand well, she's been off for a while. It's just time to just stop acting moody and bitchy and whiny, and just basically put your differences aside, you know. I would definitely agree here. I definitely would agree. Don is saying right here, Vince is afraid of competition. Was he afraid when WCW threatened to kill the WWE back in 1995? No, Vince fought back, but apparently AEW, that is obviously a bigger story. John doesn't think Sasha should go back to WWE. He could see, John believes in his opinion, he could just see her on Impact Wrestling or possibly AEW. If they're lucky enough to get her, you know that would be that would be a feather in their cap, and that would be. Well, I know she was talking about something about impact. I know she said something about that. I mean, I know that she and Tessa Blanchard were discussing stuff, however, this and that, however, you know. Yeah, so we'll definitely have to watch out very carefully. I mean, for all I know, like this could be something like said, This could be something to like you said, keep the fans in suspense. And like you said, she may pop up on Sunday, money in the bank. Who knows? Oh, by the way, in the uh, by the way, in the entertainment page, I'm putting up. You were just talking about it last night, Howard, and I know you definitely are looking forward to it. Summer rental. Oh, good. Thank you very much. Yes, I was talking about the old classic movie, John Candy, about taking his family. Uh, All we need is the love boat theme with him and uh, Rip Torn singing it right now. <laughs> the love boat. Love shining in new. That's right. And John said one of the things CM Punk needs to come back to WWE and give Vince a few GTSs to wake him up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what, though? I, I mean, we said this before, and we'll talk about it next week when we make our predictions. Late next week, sometime next week, after the All Elite or Nothing show. And I'll even mention it this Monday on Raw Radio, by the way. I mean, there's been talk about him and possibly Dean Ambrose maybe showing up, however, possibly at the uh, show in Las Vegas next Saturday night. I can see that happening. I really can. I would love to see that too. I mean, like I said, that would personally be a feather in the cap of AEW right there. Yeah. And let me tell you this. I read that story about AEW on Outside the Ropes earlier tonight. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm about Cody Rhodes saying that they need to focus on, like I said, getting AEW off the ground and not worry about getting any sort of competition with WWE. Well, you gotta you got to think about this. Really, really, really think about this. Technically, and Cody may realize it, he may not realize it. I don't know. I'm not saying that the man the man is very, very smart, very, very intelligent young man. I'll give him that. He learned from the best. We all know who his dad was. He learned it from he learned from the best. But I'm gonna say it right here point I'm gonna say it right here point blank. That in a way, even though you haven't had any action yet, that's going to come in, like I said, 10 days. 
technically, yep. you know, you're already getting over with the fans more from leading a lot of fans away from WWE towards this, and you haven't had any action yet. And like I said, it's not supposed to start for another 10 days. More and more people, I mean, you don't have to prove it by the action. You prove it by the talk. You prove it by the discussions. You prove it by what's been posted on everything from YouTube to Facebook to Instagram to JD's hind end. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyway, but you get what I'm trying to say. You don't need yeah. you don't need to have any action in there. The action technically right now for AEW, as far as I'm concerned, yes, it might be just the words, but those are big words. And like I said, yeah. Vince and WWE is, are scared. Over the fact that the AEW is mm-hmm. getting this much attention by just the by just the talk and the discussions and everything of that nature. And so, and, as, I mean, and as I said and as I said at the end of my icebreaker, I mean with the pay per view ten days wait. I mean I even told this to MLD today, and I've said this to you offline along with MLD, Gerard, uh, Fonzie, and everyone in the panel, Jeff, uh, JML, and all these guys. I mean it's forty to sixty bucks. I understand next Saturday night, but the thing is though, it's a holiday weekend. You're going up against pretty much nothing except the Indy 500 the next day. You're going to have people who have purchased their tickets. They purchased their tickets back in the middle of January. This was four months before the show even took place and the cards started to take shape. When the cards started taking shape, power, and then they started bringing in the guys like the Omegas, the Jerichos, the Nevilles, the uh, Cody Rhodes, like I said, the Young Bucks. That's when they started to uh, realize, hey, we got something cooking here. We got something big here. And we're doing it in a big city like Las Vegas. You're going to have a lot of people be very excited to put their 30 40 50 bucks on, like I said, whether it be online or just on their cable provider system, whether it be Verizon, Xfinity, uh, DirecTV, uh, Dish, whatever. They want to see this thing. They want to see it take off like a jackrabbit. And, and Dean's going to talk about it, I'm sure, on Friday night when he comes on along with Michelle, and we'll all talk about it this Friday. But like I said, I think right now, like we said, for months and weeks on end on all the shows, they're scared, they're running out of time, however, and they know that the clock is almost hit zero at this point. Exactly. Oh, I agree. Oh, by the way, I got some stuff that you're going to like hearing this. Uh, Have you ever heard, uh, I'm sure you'll have to check this out, and I have it on my phone. It's really cool, and you might want to check this out. E3 Weeks with Eric Bischoff. It's a podcast. Have you ever heard it? Uh, I haven't heard it directly, but I have heard of it. Yeah. Today, and this is funny, you're going to hear some stuff I've heard today, a couple other things. Uh, Eric Bischoff recalled having a difficult time with Goldberg during the latter days of WCW, and Bischoff was asked about Goldberg being public about his frustrations with the company storylines during the time around Slamboree 99, and attributed to now the now WWE Hall of Famer being, quote, miserable at that time. And here are the highlights that he said. On Goldberg being difficult to talk business with, he said, and yeah, we were arguing over money. Some of the worst times of my life were negotiating with him, as we had built him up to this huge star, and then he turned around to be absolutely horrible to work with when he came to negotiating. He immediately tapped into Hogan's attorney, Henry Holmes. Barry Bloom was in his head, which you know, I'm not going to even talk about that anymore. There were a whole lot of other reasons why that ended up being bad, and Bill had no qualms about going down and letting his feelings be known publicly. So yeah, it got back to me, and it was very, very frustrating. On his limitations, and I said the following. 
And add to that, Bill didn't have the kind of repertoire and experience that allowed him to go out and do a lot of things that I would have liked him to be able to do, and he would have liked to be able to do. He was somewhat limited in terms of what he was capable of. However, you wouldn't give Bill Goldberg a 30-minute match with a dozen false finishes. Number one, it would have made sense to his character, but you know what I'm saying. He didn't have the depth of experiences. As a result of that, he relied on a lot of people, and unfortunately some of those people were pushing the employment directions that were self-serving to him and not Bill. So as a result, Bill was miserable, and he was vocal. On him publicly stating that he didn't know what what it was doing, however, he said the following. Bill. Bill was a very miserable guy. I want to be careful how I say this. I mean, Bill and I are friends, and I'm not worried about saying anything that would offend him. I think Bill would probably admit he's a different person today than he was back then. But again, keep in mind, Bill broke into the business late in life. He had about six months' worth of training, and all of a sudden he's at the top and being put in situations that he was insecure in. He was surrounded by a bunch of people who were constantly jacking him around, playing with him, and stirring him up, and firing him up because it was easy to do. He's a very emotional guy, however, who... Uh, his emotions on his sleeve. So it was pretty easy to mess with him, and a lot of people did. And you know, he didn't have, when I say confidence, Bill had all the confidence in the world himself physically in a room full of guys, however. I'm not talking about physical confidence, but when it came to what was right in a wrestling match and the psychology behind it, you know he had different people telling him different things. People who were respected. Some of that guidance was self-serving. And some of it was helpful, and some of it wasn't. Yeah, I read that on Outside the Ropes earlier. Um, I mean, I've always found it, you know, I've always found it kind of shocking that, uh, I always found it kind of shocking that he was, uh, um, that, uh, someone like, someone like Goldberg was kind of, uh, difficult to work with. I mean, I would have thought Goldberg would have been one of the easiest people around, but, uh, big time here, so. <clears throat> Let me give, give, give the plug here one more time here, folks. 1-605-562-0444. Call ID 138055-POUND. This is episode 669 of WWS Revolution for Wednesday, May I'll be right 19, back. 19. Okay, J.D. <clears throat> Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw, along with the Iceman, Jared Girolamo, and the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, here with you here tonight. Also, a plethora of guests on our live video feed tonight from WWS Fan Empire on here this evening. Just a quick reminder, ladies and gentlemen, of course, a couple of programming changes here we've had to make. Of course, as you know, Wrestling Revisited, we had to we had moved it, of course, to tomorrow night before NWO Wolfpack. So at 7 o'clock, one on, uh, uh, right here on TalkShoe, of course, will be uh, Wrestling Revisited, 139926-pound, as King Ice will be visiting another wrestling historic wrestling moment. On Wrestling Revisited, followed by NWO Wolfpack 138521-pound with our live, I do believe our live video feed comes to us from our group dedicated to the Ultimate Warrior, OWNUS, a warrior's legacy. Be sure to join us there <clears throat> for that tomorrow night from 9 to 11. And also and also this Friday, ladies and gentlemen, of course, due to, uh, due to of course, uh, different circumstances, wrestling debate from earlier tonight was moved to Friday night at 7 o'clock. One three eight one three nine nine two five. Um, yeah, let's see. Yeah, one three nine nine two five pound. Uh, of course, was moved right to right, right now. It's going to be this uh, Friday night before Revolution. Sorry, the latest discussions and debates. Of course, we'll still talk about what happened on Raw, SmackDown, Money Debate coming up. Of course, on Sunday, AEW coming up on the twenty fifth, and other stuff we'll be talking about here as well. 
139925 pound. Be sure to join us for that. This a special edition of debate. Then, of course, Revolution, of course, episode 670 from our live, let's see, our live video feed. I do believe it was coming from, uh, yeah, I'm trying to remember where we, where we put that on here. Uh, uh, da, 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 let me let me check that out here as well. Yes, Impact US, Six Sided Madness, uh, News and Views, History and Birthdays, and <clears throat> and also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be having some predictions from the majority of our folks for this coming uh, Sunday's Money in the Bank pay-per-view, so be sure to join us for that. Ladies and gentlemen, I do have to step away for just one second here. JD will be back here momentarily. Uh, <clears throat> in the meantime, I do have to step away. Okay, JD, uh, just like I said, if you'd like to bring up some other stuff here, um, since you didn't make it on outside the ropes, JD, won't you go ahead and give us a special, uh, special uh, box office report here? Since from, since we didn't get get to it on outside the ropes earlier tonight. All righty, we will do that. One second, I will be right back, ladies and gentlemen. Here's JD with a special edition of the box office report. Go ahead, JD. All right. This week's box office report for Mother's Day, however, here's what we got. The Avengers continues to do pretty well, however, and for the third week in a row, it was your top movie at the box office, grossing in $63.2 million. So far in three weeks, it has grossed over $723.7 million and $2.5 billion worldwide. Pokemon Detective Pikachu with Ryan Reynolds, however, which got mixed reviews originally, however, to somewhat good, fair, above-average reviews on a budget of $150 million first week, debuted in second with $54.3 million. The Hustle, however, remake, however, starring Rebel Wilson and Anne Hathaway from the 1988 uh, goofy comedy uh, Dirty Ron Scoundrels with Michael Caine and Steve Martin, debuted to a soft $13 million in its opening week. The Intruder with Dennis Quaid, however, fell two spots in its second week, however, with $7.1 million, and in two weeks' time, on $8 million of its budget, it has already made $21.5 million. Long shots on Charlie Theron, however, mind you, however, believe it or not, however, fell two spots as well to fifth, however, with $6.2 million. In two weeks' time, it's already made $19.8 million. Now, new movies coming out this week, however, let's tell you about what you can check out this week, ladies and gentlemen as far as what you will be wanting to see at the box office. John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum, starring Keanu Reeves in the final trilogy of this movie, our, our super assassin John Wick on the run after killing a member of the International Assassin's Guild, and with a $15 million price on his head, he is the target of hit women and men, starring Halle Berry, Ian McShane, and Lawrence Fishburne everywhere. Can it knock out the Avengers, however, after three weeks? We'll find out. For you family cutesy films, however, the sequel to A Dog's Life, A Dog's Journey, however, starring Josh Gad, Dennis Quaid, and Marge Helgenberger, in which a dog finds the meaning of his own existence through the lives of the humans he meets, however, returns, however, in its second installment. Meanwhile, however, the third wife, however, mind you, starring 19th century role of Vietnam, about 14-year-old maid ready to become the third wife of a wealthy landowner. Little does she know that her hidden desires will take her by surprise and force 
choice to make a choice between living in safety and being free. Like I said, a uh, bunch of uh, Asian actors and actresses, so we're not going to get too much into that. The Souvenir starring Neil Young, believe it or not, about a young film student in the early 80s becomes romantically involved with a complicated and trustworthy man, however, is in limited theaters also this week. Trial by Fire starring Jack O'Connor and Laura Dern shows about the tragic and controversial story of Cameron Todd Will- Willingham, who was executed in Texas for killing his three children after scientific evidence and expert testimony that bolstered his claims of innocence were suppressed, however. It is called Trial by Fire. Uh, let's see, any other movies to report? Uh, not much to report, so this week the big story is Will a Dog's Journey, Howard, do pretty well, Howard, and hit the top, crack the top five? And will John Wick finally spell, after three weeks, Howard, the Avengers' uh, big run, Howard, and become the new number one? Heading into next week, however, with the Memorial Day holiday, we'll find out. As we said, however, we told you about the sports news, however, going on, however, as far as that goes. And we do have an update on that, ladies and gentlemen. Earlier tonight, however, however, we saw, however, um, the Milwaukee Bucks and Toronto play each other. And right now, with a buck 55 to go, it is 104-100 right now in that game, however, late in the fourth quarter. Right now, Kawhi Leonard has 31 points to lead the Bucks, however. Well, Milwaukee's Superman, however, um, I'm trying to find, uh, let's see, where is he? I'm trying to find the story here. Da, da, da. Where is he? I can't find him here. Where is he? I thought he was playing tonight. Well, anyway, meanwhile, in hockey, however, it is going into overtime in St. Louis, however, at 4-4. The Sharks jumped out to a 2 nothing lead at the end of the first, however, but St. Louis exploded in the second with four unanswered goals. San Jose has since then cut the lead and has scored two goals themselves, however, to tie up the series at four. David Perrone, however, has been the big story of the night, however, scoring two goals, however, for the um, Blues, however, and Joe Thorne added his fourth of the, se- of the playoffs so far. But the big story might be Logan Couture, who has been playing like Alex Ovechkin in the playoffs thus far. Scoring his 14th postseason goal of the season, however, he tied up the game with less than a minute to go. As far as goalies go, however, uh, let's see here. Uh, Jones has stopped 25-29 for San Jose. Bennington, however, has stopped 25-29 too. But of course, like I said, the series is tied at one. And the question is, will the Sharks take a big bite and take out the Blues and make them feel down for at least one night, however, going up 2-1? Or will the Blues be singing Gloria once again, Howard, and dancing in the streets of St. Louis to go up 2-1? We will definitely be watching before the night is over. And if not, we will tell you tomorrow night. Uh, of course, tomorrow also, ladies and gentlemen, is the PGA Championship, ladies and gentlemen, at Beth Page Black in New York. And the big story there, however, is not who's going to be the favorite to win, although some people think it could be Tiger, but other people are picking other people, including Phil Mickelson, Rory McIlroy, Dustin Johnson, Tony Finau, and others. It is this, however. John Daly will be using a cart, believe it or not, similar to what Casey Martin did five years ago, however, mind you. As a result, however, a lot of people, however, have been criticizing Daly for much of the week due to this, however. And, of course, a lot of people out the country have been blasting him because of this. Daly says, however, he is going to give it a go, however. And as far as tea times go, we will tell you, however, looking at the tea times, however, the first tea time will be out at 6.45, however. But some of the bigger names, however, including Brett Snedeker, will be at 7.07. Uh, some other ones to look out for tomorrow, of course, let's just say, we'll tell you right now, however, let's take a look and tell you right now who has their tea time set, however, here for tomorrow. 
Jason Duffner at 740. Sergio Garcia also at 740. Bubba Watson, Justin Rose, of course, will be teeing off at 802. Lee Westwood at 813. Let's see. Francesco Molinari, the Masters runner-up, of course, ladies and gentlemen, at 824. Tiger Woods also at 824. Uh, let's see. Uh, some other guys to watch out for. Paul Casey, of course. I just saw Paul Casey. He'll want to tell you. 1230 tomorrow afternoon. Uh, Michael Thompson at 12.10, Lucas G. Lover, 12.20, John Daly will be teeing off at 12.55, so he'll be in the late afternoon pairing, Steve Stricker at 105, Jason Day, 138, uh, Kevin Nall, 127, Sun Kang, last week's winner, however, at the, uh, Byron Nelson, however, in Dallas, despite the rain and everything, will tee off at 116, uh, like I said, uh, let's see, however, Scott Piercy will be teeing off at 6.45 in the morning, uh, let's see, other people, Lily Teen Off, let's see, we're trying to find out other news. Adam Scott at 740, Jimmy Walker also at 740, Graham McDowell at 750, ladies and gentlemen, Louis Eustazen at that same time, Patrick Reed, last year's Masters champion, also at 750, C. Howe 3, Charles Howe the third, 813 in the morning, Hideki Matsuyama and Sanders Shoffley also at 813, J.B. Holmes 825 along with Brooks Kepka and Molinari, and Tiger Woods, like I said, We'll see what happens, but folks, the PGA and the Watermaker Trophy is this weekend. And like we said, we'll see what happens on this par 77,460-yard monster beginning tomorrow in New York. Thank you very much there, uh, J.D. Uh, we're, we're back over here. Sorry about that. And let me ask, and let me ask you say. right now, who do you th- let me ask you, who do you think is going to win the PGA this weekend? Who's your pick to win? Well, here are so many good names, good talents here. Uh, I much as much as some might be one of these that might hate to say it, and he has been on a little bit more of a roll here recently. I've got to say, I got to say Tiger. Say you know, Tiger. Tiger I'll, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with. Yeah, Tiger's not a bad option. You know what? I'm going to go DJ, Dustin Johnson. I think DJ's going to, with his driving ability, I think he has just enough. And the big question, like I said, obviously, is going to be John Daly. And tomorrow night, of course, we will let you know after day one who is the big leader. Oh, and then there's one more thing we didn't, then we did mention. I forget one other thing we, got, we did mention, of course, we talked about the NBA lottery, so we're not going to get into that. We talked about that last night. Uh, that's about it. I mean, that's all we got. Thank you very, thank you very much, for JD, for covering that. Of course, like that, ladies and gentlemen, forgive me. I had to, had to. Let's just say, uh, uh, give the Cleveland Browns a fighting chance by by getting them into the Super Bowl. Uh, we won't go any further detail, <laughs> but yeah. we all know what I mean. Yeah, but uh, uh, but I do thank you, JD, for for bringing that up here. Of course, uh, big time. As I did, uh, I couldn't help overhearing that. Still, ladies and gentlemen. Avengers Endgame still still dominates the box office even as we speak. Sixty uh, more million. They're gonna they're gonna have their hands full this week, obviously, of course, with uh, John Wick. The question is, can John Wick knock them out of the top spot? We'll see. We'll definitely have to see that as well. I mean, Avengers right now for the time being, you gotta know that everybody involved with that right now is gonna be rolling in the, rolling in the dough. So um, we're going to wait and see what all. We're going to wait and see what all takes place, uh, <clears throat> as we always do. Uh, quick, quick plug here, ladies and gentlemen. We'll go ahead and mention 
for the avid eBay shopper in your family, or if you are the e avid eBay shopper in our in, in your family, sure check out of course the store on eBay entitled Perpetual Uniquity. Of course, our slogan is Internet Retail for the Eternally Distinctive Individual. Currently, over 300 items currently posted, or even as we speak, at good, at good, uh, at excellent prices indeed. Everything ranging from men's, women's, and children's clothing to classic Hot Wheels cars and other toys. Uh, let me see, to video games for the PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, PSP, and Xbox 360. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, dare I say it? Dare, dare. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, DVDs, Blu-rays, and HD DVDs of some of your favorite movies, including uh, and also TV shows, wrestling, of course, action, um, and certain genres of movies, including action, uh, comedy, um, drama, and of course, we got I got mentioned, of course, horror, a lot of horror stuff there as well for the for the for the fans of every genre right there of course there it is posted right there indeed so definitely animated as well so definitely check that out there as well there is a link on the wws revolution radio facebook page if you'd like to climb on there and take a look or like i said ladies and gentlemen the the, the uh web address is www.ebay.com forward slash <clears throat> str forward slash perpetual uniquity Perpetual Uniquity, of course, P-E-R-P-U-T-A-L-U-N-I-Q-U-I-T-Y. <clears throat> and, of course, also, ladies and gentlemen, um, so this is another way. This is this is basically what you got to look for right here. Everyone looks at our live video feed reports from WWS Fan Empire tonight. You see right here, of course, that's what you got to look for right there, that, lo that uh, logo and slogan right there indeed. And, of course, right there on the back here, of course, that's where it is. As well, if you want to take a read on that, so that you go back and look at this video, if you want to check that out there as well. And remember, like I said, perpetual uniquity is it is once again, ladies and gentlemen, internet retail for the eternally distinctive individual. Be sure to check all that out there as well. <coughs> and that too, by the way, is human. Also, ladies and gentlemen, after power hour this Saturday at six o'clock, one four one three six four pound, we hope to have, of course, uh. Finally, have our trivia championship matchup between Mr. Hulkamania, Bob Ziegler, and the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds. Special challenge match for the Indy U.S. World Heavyweight Championship. The winner gets the Indy U.S. title. Uh, whoever doesn't win that belt will be the sole title holder of the WWUS World Television title, which both Bobby and Michelle currently hold right now at this point. Somebody will be walking, both of them will be walking out with, with, with uh, two separate pieces of gold. The question is who will get what? We will hopefully let you know on this on Saturday night at 9 o'clock, 146-507-pound, episode 22 of Wrestling Championship Challenge. Be sure to check that out there as well. <clears throat> of course, Sarah, let me see here. Uh, and, of course, ladies and gentlemen, I will keep everybody apprised, of course, as to what our trivia championship belts will be. Or, of course, Money in the Bank, of course, coming up here uh, this Sunday. As, of course, we will have our prediction show for Money in the Bank this Sunday afternoon, at Sunday evening at 5 o'clock, 138055-pound, special edition of Revolution. Uh, <clears throat> we will bash uh, By the way, I will let you know that we will have that from WWUS News Channel. I do believe I, I do believe I did say that. So we will get that. We will get that, uh, mention that out there to you as well. 
So that way you can come listen in on what our predictions will be for, of course, all the money in the bank matchups. And I will, of course, review what everyone says between tomorrow and Friday as well. Uh, well, let's see here, guys. Uh, well, before we go here, I'm going to let JD, I'm going to do this for JD and John. The three of us are going to do one fantasy matchup apiece from our superstar shakeup list. Um, <clears throat> if JD, you, or John are up to it just for one match before we end, before we call it. Okay, John, are you up for that? Okay, what? And then, I mean, JD will go to you first, and then we'll go to John, then we'll go to myself. And like I said, gentlemen, be thinking about whoever I pick here. Be thinking about what type of match you want, what type of match you want, what stipulation you want put on the on on this respective match. Uh, JD, your match will be. Let's see. We're going to give you a ladies' match tonight, J.D., so be thinking about what type of match you want, you want oh, to make I'm this. Oh, I'm ready for that. Nick, Nick, Nikki Cross versus Wendy Richter. That will be a no-holds-barred match. Okay, and who do you think will win that match? Nikki. Okay. John, no-holds-barred match, Nikki Cross versus Wendy Richter. John says, Nikki, and um, I hate to say it, but I'm now about to probably say that too. I think, I think Richter, I think Wendy will give her a good run. Don't get me wrong. She did it to Leilani Kai at the very first WrestleMania, so she could probably do it here. But I think Nikki Cross is probably And she'll be talking about, uh, like I said, she'll be talking about uh, that, uh, Wendy Richter and Leilani Kai. We'll be talking about Mula tonight. That's going to be that's gonna be good indeed. Uh, gonna be, that's going to be a good... Uh, a good, a good uh, discussion there indeed. Of course, like I said, how, how those two ladies also uh, were impacted by Moolah as well, especially around the time of the first WrestleMania, as I, did, as I just now mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, John, your match tonight, be thinking about what type of match you want this to be. This match will be, actually, believe it or not, we're going to do it as a tag team match here. Uh, we're going to, team, we're going to place, let me see. Uh, Sorry, but I had to scratch my ear out a little bit. Um, we're going, we're going to make it Dusty Rhodes teaming up with Yokozuna. Well, imagine that combination. Uh, versus uh, mm, let's, let's see. Uh, Bray Wyatt and the Big Boss Man. Ooh. John will make it a Texas Bull Rope tag team match. Hmm. And who will be, be the winners there, John? And Dusty Rhodes and Yokozuna or or uh, uh, Big Boss Man? And um, who, who, did, oh, who did I say? Um, uh, Bray Wyatt, that's what I said, yeah. John's going with Dusty and Yoko in this. JD, who do you think? Dusty and Yoko versus Bossman and who? Um, Bray Wyatt, a Texas bull rope tag I'm, team. I'm gonna take Bossman and Bray Wyatt. Okay. Oh, this is a tough choice. I gotta go with Dusty and Yoko on it. Hey, here we go. 
Ipiwio, Banzai. Okay, sorry. <laughs> okay, that was a bad <laughs> Okay. Uh, hmm. Let's see. My match here will be. Actually, it's going to be. I'm going to do GTS a specialty. I'm going to do an eight man tag. We're going to do it Survivor Series style. Might as well just do it and make it simple. Survivor Series elimination, eight-man tag. There you go. On one team, you will have Sting, Red Hart. Give me a second here. Uh, Sting, Red Hart, and the Steiners. Okay, we're not bad. Versus the team of Buddy Murphy, Mr. Perfect, and Harlem Heat. Oh, that is a good match. Okay, here, here's the question I have. This is a two-parter, guys. Two-parter. Okay. Number one, which team wins? And number two, who is the sole survivor? Or okay, survivor? So so, Perfect Harlem Heat and Buddy Murphy versus who again? Uh, Sting. I said, I said Sting. Uh, um, I said, crap, what did I say? I said Sting, Bret Hart, and the Steiners. That's what I said. Okay. I'm going to say Sting's team wins, and I think the Stinger survives. You think Sting just Sting by himself, okay. Uh, John? I'll repeat it one more time. Eight-man Survivor Series elimination match. Sting, Bret Hart, and the Steiners versus Perfect, Buddy Murphy, and Harlan Heat. Which team wins, and who are the who are the who is the sole survivor or the sole survivors? John's going with Team Sting, and he is going with Bret Hart. They'll be the sole survivor. I'm going to say that team wins, and y'all going to be surprised when I say this answer. That those are all good choices. I mean, we all have our own opinions about each of these matches. I'm going to say Rick Steiner survives. Oh, that is a good one. That's interesting, yeah. I mean, so, but, well, but as they say in wrestling, anything can possibly happen. And, of course, I'm sure you probably do some of that on uh, – on, um, some of those WWE 2K games as well. So, hey, we never uh-huh. know with that. There you go. Okay, gentlemen, uh, JD and John, is there anything else y'all wish to add before we cut out shop here for Revolution 669 tonight? John says he has nothing to add. JD, what about you, sir? And I will tell you, we do have, is right now 4-4 in overtime. We can tell you that Gian- Giannis had a double-double tonight to leave Milwaukee. Howard, that's who I was trying to think of. I um, uh, believe it, I couldn't think who it was, however. But like I said, he had a big night. However, let's see. I'm trying to pull up the box score here. Bear with me here, folks, however, as far as that goes. Uh, Giannis, however, had, uh, yeah, like I said, he had, I think that's who it was. Yeah. Giannis, however, had 24 points and 14 rebounds with six assists tonight for the Bucks. The Bucks are up 1 0 in that series against Toronto and Kawhi Leonard. Right now, it is 4-4 as we speak in overtime, however, right now in the San Jose-St. Louis game. Of course, tomorrow night, we will let you know who won. 
And, of course, the PGA starts tomorrow, so get ready, folks. However, we have a lot to discuss tomorrow. Absolutely. And John says that he will be on Wolfpack tomorrow. He will be calling in to make his predictions here for, of course, Money in the Bank um, uh, 2019 as well. Uh, <clears throat> um, and also, J.D., I did mention while you were off the air that, of course, we do have special editions, of course, of Wrestling Revisited tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. 139926pound and rest in debate Friday evening at 7 138 139925 so yes, I'm sure that you'll have some interest absolutely there as well also I do want to thank our friends for joining us here uh, <clears throat> and John says tomorrow night on Wolfpack the human, wolf, the human suplex machine makes a rare phone appearance <laughs> I like that. There you go. There you go. On the, and I do want to thank our friends for joining us for, from WSW-US Fan Empire here tonight, including, of course, the style Stephen Kyle, who definitely had a lot to say here tonight. Even, of course, going as far as the sharing our video here, folks, on his page, The Great Wrestling Debate 24-7. So we got a little bit of an extension here, folks. Maybe we'll all be able to have more listeners here. So we do thank him for also bringing that for break to our Putting, putting, helping us get the word out more about ours here on TalkShoe, who, of course, his page as well. Yeah, we'll definitely have to try to get a plug-in for that group as well. The Great Wrestling Debate 24-7 is, I believe, was the name of that group. So we'll get some more info on that, and we'll let you know where to go to if you want to check out his group there as well. <clears throat> so now I know here for the Iceman, Jared DiGeronimo, and the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, as well as our friends from WWS Fan Empire tonight. This is Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw saying thank you very much for listening. We will join you, of course, for of course our special double dose tomorrow night starting at seven with Wrestling Revisited, one three nine nine two six pound, and then of course don't forget Friday, of course, right before Revolution, we will have of course a special edition of Wrestling Debate at seven o'clock, one three nine nine two five pound. A lot that we talked about here, of course, <clears throat> right before Wolf tomorrow's Wolf Pack and Friday's Revolution as well. Of course, still all leading up towards the um, uh, Money in the Bank pay-per-view, of course, coming up on Sunday. We'll have a lot to talk about there as well. For now, Revolution episode 669 is a broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com, where we are four years older and continuing to be bolder. <clears throat> Let's see, well, we're four years older and continuing to be, be bolder. The radio network continues to be main, thank you, your wrestling connection. Folks, also, I just want to mention, too, of course, as we did mention, of course, yesterday, we did we did lose, of course, a great comedian and the legendary late Tim Conway. If you didn't get a chance to check it out here, I'm sure, J.D., you probably already seen it by now. Uh, J.D. has posted a lot of great stuff on the uh, WWS Entertainment Cavalcade pages as well. I did post something earlier this morning, and I'm sure y'all remember this, of course, during, of course, another one of his infamous characters. We talked about this last night. Dirk Dorf, of course, the expert here on every, about everything going on in sports. Uh, the full video, I did a videotape a while back. We actually still have this old videotape from back in the day when it came out. Dorf on Golf has been posted on the Entertainment Cavalcade page. But definitely take a watch. I watched that whole thing this morning. I said, man, I tell you what, you do not believe the array of talent that he had. And I thought that was part of it right there. But definitely check that out on the Entertainment Capital Cake page here whenever you get a chance. <clears throat> and so, ladies and gentlemen, for, of course, your 
everything for, for your, your source for everything going on in wrestling, pop culture, and everything else in between, ladies and gentlemen. This is the WCWS Radio Network. Take care and God bless. We'll talk to you tomorrow night for Wrestling Revisited and Wolfpack. Take care. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.